I've been a romantic ever since I could conceive of the concept. I kissed a girl in preschool when I was barely four years old because I thought she was cute. I had a crush on a girl and made it known to my class on a project that I wanted to marry her in kindergarten. Then in fourth grade, I tried to learn songs on the piano to sing to yet another girl I had a crush on to confess my love. I didn't have the courage to actually do it, but the thought and intent were most certainly there. Through most of my youth and adolescence, my romantic pursuits weren't satisfactory to me. To be frank, I was a bit of a nerd. I had glasses and chubby cheeks under those glasses through all of elementary school. I later ditched the glasses for contact lenses, but the chubby cheeks remained. Having crooked teeth and then braces for four years didn't really help with that either. And on top of all of that, talking to girls I was interested in, especially in person, was a major struggle which often ended in disaster. A great example of this was the time in eighth grade when I approached a girl in the hallway as it was just the two of us. It was a girl who I had been talking to on Facebook Messenger over the summer, and we'd gotten to know each other fairly well by that time. But in trying to say something to her in person, I was a mess. I tried to say something out loud, but no sounds came out, as if my larynx just shut off. She promptly said, what? As any normal human would do. In response to that, I ran away with a face redder than Rudolph's nose. This wasn't the only way my interactions with girls went, though, fortunately. That same year, I fell for a Mormon girl who also fell for me, and then she broke up with me because she couldn't deal with not being able to tell her parents about it. This emotionally wrecked me. Not being able to bear this news, I confessed my frustrations and love to her on the night of our 8th grade graduation. As it does in all romance films, we ended up kissing under the rain that night. And all this happens before I turned 14 years old. Preceding this relationship, I had already dated two girls in 7th grade, one of those being a fairly serious relationship. I even went to her house for her birthday and met her whole family. I ended up breaking up with her because I thought that I would meet some cute girl and hit it off with her during a family vacation to a beach in New Jersey. <laughs> and oh yes, I did indeed break up with her over text. In high school, things got a little better and a little worse. I had some more successes with girls, but that additional success also came with additional turmoil. On and off relationships would come to be a normal thing for me, where I would find myself struggling to commit to someone over and over again, simply because I didn't want to lose any of the possibilities that were out there. Another common thing was to hear girls tell me that they would marry me, but upon my follow-up question of why they wouldn't date me now, all I ever seemed to hear was laughter. That was very frustrating, especially as I saw other guys, who I didn't believe were as good of a person as I was, having much more success with girls than I did. And it definitely didn't seem like they were the kinds of guys those girls wanted to eventually marry. Wait a minute. Where am I going with all this? It's a good question. I'm trying to tell a story about rom romance, desire, and relationships. A story that is complete and honest. A story that perhaps others can relate to. And more importantly, a story that can open a door to a conversation, which I think is really important for many men and women, both young and old. In college, things changed a bit, mostly for the better. I started taking care of myself physically by going to the gym and eating better. I matured, started to grow facial hair, shed the chubby cheeks significantly. 
and became more composed and confident in myself and what I brought to the table. All of that was making me a more attractive option for the women who I would typically pursue to no end in the past. However, these changes for the better put me in quite a conundrum. Given I was used to pursuing many girls at the same time in high school because I knew I wasn't likely to succeed, my model wasn't built to deal with an increased likelihood of success. So when that increased success came, I didn't really know what to do with myself. I was able to get what I wanted, but I didn't know how to then deal with that success. When I was finally more successful during this time, I found myself now very unsurprisingly looking back on it, wanting more. This desire for more led me to many situations in which I was successfully developing a relationship with one girl while doing the same with another, and sometimes even a third and a fourth. This was a weird experience for me, as I had always held myself to be a strong, or I had always held myself to a strong moral standard when it came to anything in life, but especially relationships. I always held firm that I would never cheat on a girl while in a committed relationship with her, and I've been successful in holding that standard. However, that standard allows for some significant wiggle room. If I was talking to a girl and building up to a relationship, but wasn't dating her yet, then I could still talk to and pursue however many girls I wanted to while still holding myself to this quote-unquote good guy rule. This system kept me from deciding to commit in relationships. I never wanted to give up the various options I had for just one girl, no matter how amazing I thought she was. I fell into this trap of thinking that there was always potentially someone better for me out there, and if I was going to commit myself to someone else, then I would be closing myself off from that. What I didn't notice at the time is that no matter how amazing the girl who I was thinking about committing to was, I would easily be able to come up with an image of an even more amazing prospect who would be left hanging. It took me a while to realize what was happening here. In fact, it took me up until the end of this past year to fully grasp it mentally. The truth is that no matter the decision you make, you're going to be losing something. When you commit, you lose the other options. That's all I could ever think about. However, I realized that when you don't commit, you lose something much, much bigger. You lose the depth of the relationship. You lose the full vulnerability. You lose the deep trust. You lose the stability. You lose the profound experience of going through ups and downs and loving the other person all the same throughout. You lose the full appreciation of someone's flaws, ticks, and quirks that make them so unique. When I started to properly do the math, finding and committing to someone who is amazing, who ticks all the boxes, and who you're truly capable of loving, is the better choice in the long run. The tricky thing about us humans, though, is that we often don't make the better choice for the long run, as they frequently get in the way of our desires in the here and now. What are the components of those desires in the here and now, you ask? Well, the answer is oddly quite simple. Sex, validation, observing others' positive beliefs about ourselves, attraction, hormones, raised levels of neurotransmitters like dopamine, serotonin, and norepinephrine. It doesn't sound like much, but it most definitely is. These are some of the major things that form the emotions that drive us toward choosing the here and now over the better option in the long run. And as you probably know, these emotions can be quite strong and intense. 
It is to go against their automatic, quick decision-making systems and these emotions to choose the long run. It's a war that I've been fighting for a while now. By no means is it an easy one, but I believe that's a genuinely meaningful one. But what was really going on under all of this? What was driving these desires which were so hard to control for this long road period? I have a decent idea of what I think was happening, so I'll share that with you here. First of all, exposing a 14-year-old to unlimited porn on the internet is an experiment that is likely to go very poorly. Watching porn and masturbating on a daily basis, especially during those formative years, becomes very addicting and is very challenging to stop. It also is likely to change the way your brain processes dopamine and stimulation in the future. It can also manipulate the way you see the people you're romantically interested in and attracted to, especially in romantic contexts. Most young men in my generation go through this to some degree, yet very, very few talk about it and the way that it affects them. They don't seem to know how it affects them because they don't really know what the alternative feels like. They might not even know that there is an alternative at all. This has been a war as well, but I'm happy to say that I've been winning most of the battles recently. Fear of rejection also creeps in when it comes to commitment. When you ask someone to commit to you, you are telling them that you want to commit to them and that you're willing to give up your options and any possible leverage you have. You're also giving them an opportunity to turn you down and to leave you with nothing. This is the extreme way to think about it, but it's something that has passed through my head in some form or another in the past. Ultimately, this fear comes down to two things that are even deeper. The fear of being left alone and the lack of genuine self-confidence and self-love. You can't fear being left alone if you're okay with being alone. If you don't believe that you are worth it, and that you'll be able to find someone else if the relationship doesn't work out, then the risk of that in committing to a relationship won't be worth it. That lack of self-confidence and self-worth is also bound to have negative effects in plenty of other aspects of your life. It wasn't until I fully realized this that I was able to even take the idea of genuine long-term commitment in a relationship seriously. These reflections have been challenging to undergo and to face for what they really are. It's not fun to look back and realize that I was a player for the great majority of my life, but it's true. It's not a very pleasant experience to think through these things and to then write about them for others to see, but it's important to do so. I've been fortunate enough to talk through what I have written here with a few friends, and each time we both find ourselves grateful for having the conversation because of the feeling that we can finally hear and relate to something someone else went through. Even people I never expected to relate to it found themselves identifying with various aspects of what I discussed above. Perhaps you'll relate to parts of it too. Most importantly, recognizing all of these aspects of myself and facing them for what they are has allowed me to become a better person and to hold myself to a higher standard. And going down a path that I wasn't fully proud of, I was able to understand what I did not want to be. And in knowing what I did not want to be, I had a much better idea of who I wanted to become and the work that was needed to get there. This work is ongoing, and I imagine it will be continuing for a long time to come. The ups and downs will come, 
as they always do. They will ultimately prove to be parts of a better path forward for both myself and others, especially the person I decide to commit to for the rest of my life. That was an article that I wrote uh, on my blog. You can find it at mattbest.net slash the platform slash player. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope, like I said in the article, that you find this to be relatable in some way or that you can pick out pieces which may bring you peace or a certain feeling of tranquility that comes with that. And I also hope that you enjoyed this talk. It's been months since I've written an article and I was really happy to do so recently. So I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, I'll be back soon with more episodes in this new, new, new season. Much love and please take care. Maybe even for someone else too. Cheers.